And I am looking good here. Well. What's up, fellas? Yeah. Not much. Nice, uh, nice pictures of the pool there, Mike. Yeah, but see, uh, we had some nice warm weather, and I'm so glad we invested in a pool heater this year, and the kids got to enjoy it last night. It was 75 degrees out, and the pool water was 86. So 86 it was, uh, degrees. It's worth nice. it this year. This, this is the earliest you guys have been in it, isn't it? I've never been in it this early so. before. This is great. As a matter of fact, uh, this weekend, Sarah's having about 15 friends over for a barbecue on Sunday, and Sammy's okay. got about 20 friends coming over on Monday for a barbecue. So yeah. You could have been here on the surface oh. of the sun today. I oh, heard. Oh, 103. 103. What was, what was uh, Florida like I don't today? know. Um, I've, 103 at the airport, which is like three months. You guys know where the airport is from my house. Yeah, 103 yeah, at the airport you. today. Wow. And it's nice. It's not nice for no, you. Uh, see, this is when all those times that I laughed at you, mm-hmm. and now you get that text back going, <laughs> 71 and beautiful. I'm like, all right, yeah, I get you. Yeah, 71 and sunny today. It was absolutely gorgeous. Even my, my, my heart was giving up. I was just walking outside, and my, my, my Apple Watch was like, your heart rate's 115. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, awesome. <laughs> so everything's like, all right, too, too hot for me. All right. All right, so we are all good to go. All settings look good on my end. Hey, yeah, you guys got um, your cities picked out and all your fun I do. stuff? Yeah, I, th- I thought about this for a while today. Well, good. I'm glad you did because I'm anxious to get into it. That's why I want to get in the show right now in three, two, one. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Just become best friends. Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. To infinity and beyond. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Disney Dads Podcast. Show it's a little about us, a lot about Disney. Today is May the 25th, 2019. And guys, I am joined by my two brothers over here. I'm so happy to see you all. And thank you all for accommodating me and waiting a couple days to record. Jason, Mike, looking good. I'm glad you're feeling better. You know, I got that call on Thursday night that uh, you were under the weather. And uh, it's not like you. I mean, you're never under the weather. It's usually us two that are... uh, you have the sunshine, you have all the nice weather down there for the most part, so we don't see you getting sick often, so we were kind of disappointed we couldn't record Thursday, but we're happy to be with, here, with you here Yeah, tonight. man, I felt bad. I felt bad ditching y'all. Did you really? Not really, no. I felt so terrible, and the thing was, is like, <laughs> I'm a big baby when I'm sick. You, I watch you two. You two have been sick since we've done the show, and I watch you two, and you two power through. You're working, you're keeping going. I have the sniffles, and I'm just curled up in a ball in the bed, just, uh, I'm not doing anything today. I can so, just picture but, Katie standing over you going, you baby, shame. She is, she gets, shame. The, you know, the worst thing, and people listening right now that have nurses for spouses, <laughs> it's the worst, because if, like, Riley gets a boo-boo, mm-hmm. and if her finger's not falling off, Katie's like, you're fine, you're fine. Yeah. If I get sick... <laughs> You know what I mean? And I'm not running a temperature of 139. Right. She's like, you're good. Get up. Get up and go do something. So, yeah. But, yeah, she she has no uh, – she doesn't feel bad for me at all. But you two did, and that was nice to be able to talk to you also. We did. We did. I, to be honest with you, it was just going to be an editing nightmare. You sounded very hoarse. You, you sounded mm-hmm. um, very manly. 
I, I, that was a first. I enjoyed that. <laughs> you had that nice, deep, hoarse, hoarse voice. But uh, yeah, I was like, no, this isn't going to work. So I definitely was okay with that. Mike and I made a, we, we, we were just making fun of you behind your back. And we're like, yeah, we can't record this, dude. It's so, easy to do. We were kind of hoping you, we were kind of hoping you would sing a little Barry White for us, but uh, maybe next <laughs> um, time. Actually, you, it's funny you, th- you said that. I have that recorded just for you two. I just didn't want to share it with anyone else. That's so. beautiful. I can't wait. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Mike, how are you doing, buddy? You doing all right? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to uh, see you guys tonight. It's been a little while, and uh, I'm excited to get to tonight's what is it? episode. What is it? Tell, tell me, tell me, man. What are we doing tonight? Well, you know. I... Had this idea, we were bouncing around ideas, and I thought that it would be kind of cool to. I don't, Disney needs a new park. That, that's what we're going to go with tonight, and we're going to pick anywhere in the world. Each one of us are going to decide where we want to build the new Disney theme park. And with the new Disney theme park, obviously the weenie of the park is going to be the castle. You know, that's what we're going to start off with, and then we're also going to decide what ride attraction or special thing that they have in all of the other parks you want to bring to this particular park. So I think we're going to go with that tonight. I'm interested to see what you guys have. I have an idea where I want to build my park, and I want to hear what you guys want to build yours. I think that's it was a fun idea, and I knew as soon as you said that, it immediately hit me what I wanted to do. How about those magic bands, huh? No, I'm just kidding, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I had my stuff muted too. I was not ready. I was like, huh? What? I was like, what? no, just kidding. Um, no, I was real excited. I knew exactly what I wanted to do, Mike. And if you don't mind, I want to jump in and just go first. And because, yeah, yeah. you know, I always, uh, we always like to save the best two for last. Um, I'm going to head right over to Middle East and I'm going to build a park in Dubai. Okay. And I'm not going to go with a huge, like, uh, um, I would actually say it's going to even be smaller than uh, Walt is, or excuse me, than Disneyland. All right. Now, we we're talking castles. I'm actually going to go with the Sultan's Castle from Aladdin. All right, Ooh, it's a perfectly like themed area over there for that. But we were talking attraction, and what attraction do I want to bring over there? And I thought, how, how wonderful would it be to bring the Jungle Cruise to the Middle East? The logistics behind that would be a little bit harder, but these guys over there in Dubai have done some amazing things with um, architecture and uh, being able to, you know, manipulate um, water. I mean, these guys got an indoor ski mountain. So uh, that's it, man. In a nutshell, that's what I want to do. It's sweet. It's simple. It's centrally located. I know there's only a couple million people in Dubai, but it is right there on the coast there. And, uh, you know, people from uh, that whole area, Pakistan, India... Uh, all the Middle East, um, even going up, you know, to um, uh, up north, just a, just a hair more. I mean, it's all within flying distance of uh, a smaller Disneyland, or excuse me, uh, Disney retreat, and uh, that would be uh, Disney Dubai. And Dubai too is one of those cities to where it's, I would say, it's the on the cutting edge of technology. Absolutely, for the city 100%. itself. Yep. You know, it's it's incredible what that city is doing where it's located and the amount of money that rolls through there is absolutely mm-hmm. unbelievable and what they could do with not only their local population but with the like you said the population surrounding that is uh it's a great place for park that's actually one of the one of the things i thought about with you planning the park in dubai are you looking to stay right inside like the metropolitan area are you looking at kind of what they did with disneyland at the time and put it outside and have its own resorts have its own um, central located, kind of more like a Walt Disney World type of type of feel, uh, or do you want it? Hey, I'm just going to put a park, and I'm going to let the existing infrastructure supplement that park. No, no, I would want it separate, and the reason is, is because anytime you can create a Disney bubble, 
I think uh, when you get that resort feel and you're within that bubble, that would be, uh, you know, something, a, a direction I would like to go. Uh, the reason I, another reason why I chose Dubai is, you know, they're a little bit more laxed on the, um, uh, you know, the customs and, and, mm-hmm. and regulations over there. You know, there are a lot of hardline countries over there. And, you know, this is something that could be a little bit more relaxed. And I think it would be more enticing for, um, you know, people from other countries to come in and, and not so much like you're right in the heart of Dubai, but you're kind of, you know, on, on Disney property per se. So you're kind of not in Dubai, but you are, you know, on Dubai, if that makes sense. Well, you see that a lot here when you go to some of these Caribbean countries that have the all-inclusive resorts. Mm-hmm. You know, you might not want to venture out too far, but as long as you stay within the resort area, you know, within that Disney bubble, you know, you're in good shape. I think that's a fantastic pick for, uh, you know, for adding another theme park. Uh, I think the the economy would support that. I think the actual climate, the weather would be great all the time. And uh, I think that's a wonderful spot to put a park. And we don't really have anything in that area, you know. And if you're going to be taking over the world, so to speak, that's a good landmark to kind of, you know, drop your point down on. Yeah, you hit the, you hit the nail on the head, too, with the weather. I don't, I'm not real sure. I, I don't know the exact weather. But you would think it would be, you know, you're not going to get a ton of rainy days. You're not going to get... Um, you know, extreme stream temperatures, maybe the heat sometimes, but, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's in that, that perfect location to where no matter what time of the year you go, I mean, look at central Florida, look at, um, look at, you know, Disneyland and out near LA. The one thing you see with Disneyland Paris is snow. Sometimes, you know, you see these weird circumstances where it's either too cold or it's really, really rainy season things like that. So I like staying more towards the equator base and, and really keeping that weather good. So which one to use next? Cool. Mike, why don't you go ahead, buddy? Yeah, sure. You know, I was I thought about a lot of where I wanted to put it all over the world. I mean, we had, you know, we basically pick anywhere you want. And um, I had a couple of ideas, maybe something like Ireland or a couple of other spots, but I didn't really want to go to a place where you were going to lose that beauty. You know, I was just in Hawaii and I wouldn't want to go to a theme park when I was there because there's so much natural beauty, so much culture, so many other things you want to take in in that area. So I said, you know what, I'm going to focus on keeping my park in United States again. And with looking at the United States map, I wanted to keep it somewhat in between Florida and California to kind of give the middle of the country a little bit of love and not have that far to go. And I think I'm going to go with, only because of weather-wise uh, and location, I'm going to go with Texas. The stars at night yes. I would, uh, wow, that was pretty good. <laughs> man, I'm Texas bred. I was born in San Antonio, man. Where are you? Come okay. on. I've, all right, yeah, I've been in San Antonio. The river walk's awesome. Sorry, we're hijacking your thing here. Yeah, it's okay. I think that's a, yeah, I think that's a great idea. The sage and blue is like I was looking. I was hoping maybe around the Corpus Christi area, a little further out from there, kind of off the Gulf Coast. You get that nice, you know, warm weather. Um, you know, year-round wise, you're kind of in between Florida and California. I would really love to go, you know, up by you guys, by Michigan, you know, by Michigan or by. Oh, uh, winters would just be horrible. But yeah, that would just ruin it, you know, weather-wise. I mean, unless you could actually put it, if you could build the kind of dome over it, but then you know how small of a park would you? Right. You go with you the know? frozen I mean, theme. Just, Maybe. <laughs> Let it go. Yeah, but that that would be a year round for you guys. Too. Yeah, right. Maybe one month of man. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, I think, yeah, I think I'm going to build my park in, in uh, Texas. And uh, I think uh, economically and I think travel-wise, I think it's a good spot. You know, nothing in the dead city, in the, in the, uh, in the center of Corpus Christi. Something a little off, kind of like what Walt did, off the beaten path in an area that's kind of undeveloped. And put yourself in that Disney bubble again, you know. This way you're not surrounded by all the outside area. And uh, I think the ride that I want to bring over... Um, I, you know, I toyed with a few, and I definitely think that Haunted Mansion be the be the ride that comes over there. I think it's a staple in a lot of the other parks. I think it's one of those rides you have to do. It's a fun ride for everybody, and I think they should bring that same element to the uh, to the Texas park. Perfect. You know what's cool hey. about the Haunted Mansion too? Sorry, Jay. Um, no, is go ahead, man. if they gave it a Texan feel. You know, each of the Haunted Mansions have a have a feel for where they're located um, within the park. You know, like you get a different type of mansion in Disneyland than you do Walt Disney World than you do across, you know, other places. Um, but think about there, if you get one of those old colonial style uh, houses, you know, like Texan, like ranch houses that you're going into. Mm-hmm. and or the uh, Alamo. The Alamo, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and like, instead of, like, you're going through the graveyard and it's all... You know, yeah. old Texan style, and he's, like they could add that that uh, that style oh, to it. Oh, like the old, uh, you know what? The graveyard seat could be an old uh, ghost town yes, where people or yeah. ghosts are playing cars. I love it, Mike. You I think the- that's great. Hey, let me ask you then, uh, Corpus Christi, could that be a uh, a port for Disney Cruise? Man, you are no? so smart. Oh, you, yes, you were right on where I was thinking. I even wrote mm-hmm. it down here. Oh, okay. All right. I'm sorry for stealing your thunder, but no, uh, yeah, that's good. the first thing I thought of when you uh, when you said that. How close and how nice would that be? Oh, the airport's right there, and the coast is right there. They already go out of Galveston sometimes. So, okay. I mean, you've got you could go out of that area, um, mm-hmm. and that opens up for going out of there. That opens up some more of the Caribbean. That you know, maybe you could do a four or five night sailing to that part, and not have to be a seven night sailing from Port Canaveral or right. one of those places. So, sure, that opens up a lot more opportunities to get places quicker with having. Of course, we got three new ships coming, and we found out just this week that two of the ships are going to be at Port Canaveral to the new ships. So they're going to have ships to move around. So, I yeah. mean, that's a great place to, uh, to put them. I, that's that's hey, so, so genius. It is. And how fun would that be to do, you know, instead of a, a Route 66 tour, we could do the Disney tour. And it's just you start, in, uh, start on one end and you hit all three parks. I mean, it's just you. That would be a perfect two-week family vacation, wouldn't it? Imagine this. Imagine you do land, sea, land. So you go Walt Disney World, you go Disney Cruise, and you go down Castaway Key. You have maybe stop at Nassau, and then you go around. Maybe maybe uh-huh. you maybe you go to Cuba, or maybe you go to the Keys, and then you come up, and then you you port there, and then you have another land portion at that new park. Well, then we need to go down and go through the Panama Canal hey. and come up and hit Disneyland. Someone's then. done that. Somebody went from Walt Disney World to <laughs> Disneyland through the Panama Canal on the Disney Cruise. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like that, Mike. And I have family that lived in Houston, and uh, we spent some time in Texas. The one thing about that state is one, you have mass population, but it's huge, and mm-hmm. you could acquire big portions of land, or you know, the 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 Walt Disney Company could acquire large portions of land for probably a pretty reasonable penny, you know, down that sure. way. Mm-hmm. Can we can we go back to this haunted mansion? Because I'm getting more excited about this Let's Texas about flavored haunted mansion. I'm I'm really excited about it. And this is what I would love. How fun would it be to um to do that for a show, Mike? Imagine you're that ride from start to end, Texas flavored. I would love to hear your take on that sometime. When hinges creak in doorless chambers 
and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls whenever candlelights flicker. Old saloon type, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so much you could do with yeah. that. Yeah. Think about if they did a Texas barbecue uh, restaurant, like they're with the Haunted Mansion. So you're walking into oh, there's so many oh, opportunities. Hodak, man, we could do all kinds of good stuff. Absolutely, wow, that's fun. That's a good pick, Mike. Very fun. Yeah. What was your what was uh one? I just just out of curiosity, I tell you what. Let me go first before I, you do another one because <laughs> I, uh, I I'm sure you'll say mine. Um, man, this was a hard when when we first talked about this and mikey came up with this i thought oh this will be easy this will be you know i'll just throw it together not not anything and then the more i thought i literally sat down and just stared at a world map and i thought well you want the population to already be existing you know you want you want a larger population to where the annual pass holders are gonna stay you know keep keep them in business at first until you know till it gets one uh two you want weather three you got to have the infrastructure too to support people coming in. And I kept thinking, what is a population base that has to travel large, large distances to get to a place that they absolutely love? And although it may drive some people uh, a little crazy that they're showing the love they do whenever they come to the parks, uh, and that's the Brazilian tour groups. And I'm heading to Sao Paulo, Brazil, Brazil's largest city, and uh, I'm building my park there. I I think South America gets their own park, You've got mm-hmm. a mass amount of people. Sao Paulo, just to give you an example, L.A. has about 4 million people. Sao Paulo has 12 million. Okay. So you have a so huge... So it's New York City, just, just a little bit smaller than New York City. Yeah, is New York right there? Th- 12, 13, something like that? Mm-hmm. I think 14 and a half yep. million I think you were up to, but yep. yes. Yep. And uh, the, the weather, on average, it is anywhere between 55 degrees and 83 degrees. It rarely, rarely gets below 50, rarely, rarely gets above 90. So think about that. Okay. You don't yeah, get perfect. those 100-degree days, but you also don't get those 40-degree days or 30-degree days. Um, the infrastructure in Sao Paulo is one of the best that, that Brazil has to offer. I mean, it's you know roads, um, already existing hotels. Uh, there's two airports within 18 miles of each other. So, I mean, they're right there. Easy to get to, easy to navigate. Um, and for my park, look, I started thinking... Of course, I don't want to build it in Sao Paulo. I'm going to do exactly what you two said. I'm going to go outside of Sao Paulo, maybe 20, 30 minutes. Um, and I kept thinking, what's the one attraction that to me says Walt Disney World? And I have to go to my favorite attraction, and that's Splash Mountain. And I think it not only brings the Disney fantasy and, and characters and the, the, the whimsical you know aspect of the attraction but also the thrill ride and it's also it's a water attraction so with those temperatures the way they are it's a year-round go-to um, staple for that part is something that I think would just draw people in nothing would make me happier than to be an American tour group in Brazil. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll get a flag. Yes, it will. We'll just paint Jason's head. Paint the back of his head and follow is, him. Yes, <laughs> yes, we can. In fact, if that was the case, I would tattoo my head. How I like was it. that? Uh, and, you know, the thing is down, you could, you could adjust, like, kind of like we did with uh, the Haunted Mansion, talking with Mike, you could adjust Splash Mountain to that area. You know, maybe it's through jungles, like a, like a more of a, uh, you know, rainforesty type of feel than than through like the briar patch or something like that so you can adjust it to to whatever culture you're in and uh that's that's what i had in mind that's where i would go 
I just think that um, South America deserves a park, and if I had to put it somewhere, that's where I'd put it. Okay, can I can I do a couple points here? Number one, let's not forget how beautiful Brazil is. Oh, yeah. So not only would it be a great Disney destination for, like, us three to go down there, but then you also have um, – it's a big enough uh, – like with Mike, you know, it's like Mike's like um, – you mentioned that you wouldn't want to put a park in, in – um, uh, Hawaii because it's so beautiful, but it's small. You know what I mean? Or it would take it away. Mm-hmm. But Brazil is that perfect blend um, where it actually, it's almost like the city and the landscape mesh so well together. I don't know if you've you know really looked at pictures of Brazil, you know, yeah, yeah. but I really oh, yeah. love Brazil. And uh, they do such a great job, and it's such a uh, it's such a beautiful country. I know we we're really hard on the Brazilian tour groups, but you know, of course, we we love our we love our tour groups when they when they come because we're just I mean we're one happy melting pot down at Disney World, right? However, um, what a nice treat to go down there and and see that. And I would love, I mean, could you imagine um, you know spending two weeks down there, or even you know a ten day trip, you know, a few days at Disney World, and actually touring. Um, during Brazil, you know, yeah. I mean, you got so much down there. I mean, that's that's a perfect perfect thing. Think about putting a cruise line down down there. There you go. That's perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. think about all the places you could go. I yep. mean, it's just there's it's it's unbelievable the opportunity that they would have. And two, think about the food. My heart always goes back to food. Think about the food and the celebrations. Think think about what you could do for the celebrations. How long would a flight be for you from uh, South Carolina to? That's a good so, question. Like Probably what four hours, maybe four and a half, something like that. I would think it takes me so from here to Aruba takes me three and a half. That's right on the equator. Uh, take it across another hour, maybe. I don't know. It's a good question. Watch it be like fourteen hours. <laughs> Time work. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for me. If I'm going from Chicago to Sao, uh, Sao Paulo, it's 10 hours and 55 minutes. Okay. So, yeah. So, it's probably about five hours, six hours, five hours, nah, six hours for me. I don't know. Yes, but you could, but you should stop over in Florida on your yes, way down. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, it's just, yeah. for me, it's one of those things. When I started thinking about it, too, I wanted culture. Like, I wanted, mm-hmm. I wanted you to be embraced in a culture whenever you went. So, think about um, all the festivals and everything they have in Brazil. That where we have like food and wine, that all of a sudden, you know, you're celebrating these festivals like Carnival. Listen, guys, I really enjoyed, um, you know, both your guys' uh, themes. Uh, your Mike, it was another great idea coming from the Mike board. And um, is there anything else you guys wanted to add before we uh, move on? No, I, you know, the one thing I, I'm excited to hear is our Disney family's opinions on where they would put a, a Disney park. I mean, it's a big world out there, and there's lots of places you could put a Disney park. I mean, Russia was one of those came to mind for me. Uh, yeah. There was a lot of places that I thought, and, you know, I thought about inside the United States too, Mike, and I thought, you know, Central America, or Central America, <laughs> the central part of, of, of the United States uh, where I would put a park. So there's just so many options out there, so I'm excited to hear what they what they have to say. Uh, before we go any further, guys, let's take let's hear a word from our sponsors. Jamie, can you think of a better time than right now to go to Walt Disney World? With so many unique and exciting things for you to discover at all four theme parks, this year more than ever is such a terrific time to visit. You can enjoy sun, fun, and savings when you stay in the middle of the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. New things are coming to Walt Disney World this year, and you need to get there now. 
New in 2019, get ready to explore the all-new Star Wars A Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. This is your chance to live out your Star Wars story and discover who you truly are in a galaxy far, far away. Make sure to get a hold of us at Away With Me Travel at show at awaywithmetravel.com for all of your travel needs, and we can get you in the middle of all of the magic that Walt Disney World has to offer. And remember, keep on traveling. Keep on traveling, guys. Moving on, guys. Hey, listen, uh, Mike dropped something in our chat the other day, <laughs> and he was a little fired up about it. Mike doesn't get fired up. Listen, let me tell you something about Mike. Whether we're uh, in the heat of combat, playing Call of Duty, or, or doing whatever we do, Mike is always very cool, calm, and collective. And very few times have I seen him um, <laughs> get a little red red in the face. And this was one of them, Mike. Tell me what got you so uh, flustered. You know, we were all excited about the news this week about Disney uh, unveiling the new Magic Bands that you're going to be able to have. And, hey, a lot of us are going on this Disney Dad Cruise. A lot of us have our option to get our Magic Bands now. And I was really excited. This is going to be great. I'll get to pick up my Magic Bands. I'll get some stuff for the kids. Uh, You know, we usually just get the normal, you know, get a blue, get a red, get whatever. So I was really excited to do this. Man, within a week, I think it was, they're sold out. I mean, how do you roll out something so big, so, you know, so well that everyone wants and you have no inventory of stock now? I mean, first of all, the first couple of days was nothing but problems with the website. But we know how Disney IT can be Mm -hmm. sometimes. And, you know, we'll always hold Disney's feet to the fire when it comes to some things. And anyone who's ever had to deal with getting an extra, you know, this or that, if you ever have to deal with the IT and the Disney end of it, you know it can be a real disaster. But I was really upset about the fact that we have an upcoming trip, and it almost feels like, uh, I don't want to say bait and switch, but it's like you got everybody excited about getting these new Magic Bands at a cheap price. Well, we don't have them anymore, but you can buy them at a regular price online somewhere else. You know, I was really discouraged the fact that they rolled this out and weren't prepared for the kind of uh, demand they were going to get for them. How about that little salt in the wound tonight when I was talking to you? Was that tonight or yesterday where you're like, hey, but you can buy them on eBay for 35 bucks? Yeah. Like, yeah. What? It's ridiculous. What is that yeah. nonsense? I don't oh, rant too so. much about Disney, but you're going to get yeah. one right now. Here's exactly what happened. They had overstock in these bands. Absolutely. And they wanted to get rid of them. Yep. And as soon as they were gone, they were gone. I, I not only personally, but I have clients who I promised bands to. Yep. And then you have to turn around and you have to tell not only them, but you have to tell their kids, sorry, yeah. I can't get it for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and yep. it's very disappointing. Like we said, we'll always, we will all, we're the most, I think legitimately we're the most positive Disney show out there. Mm-hmm. We are 100% love Disney. This one, man, you dropped the ball, Disney. You you need to do better. You should have produced more at cost and sold them for $10 because there's a lot of people out there who are doing their first trip to Disney, and this is the taste they got in their mouth once you got them excited with the rollout. Yep, agreed, 100%. And with that, we're going to move on from that. And we're going <laughs> to go right into, because, uh, I mean, I, we could sit and stew on it, guys, but, I well, mean, it is what it is. And uh, Let me do this real quick because let me yeah. say something that good that Disney has done and that is their cruise line app has gotten a million times better. Now you can do check-in, you can do, um, you know, uh, book your excursions, you can do all this great stuff through the app. Also, we've seen the uh, um, a lot of great things coming with the park. So you know, it's not all bad. It's just that one thing, man, just got me. Got and we got Mike, and then you know we all start going off each other. So sorry, I had to leave it on positive. Well, I thought we ordered ours. We went through and we ordered them, and um, everything was good. And I told Rach, I said, hey, they're 90% sold out. And she's like, oh, 
Well, I never ordered them. I just put them in the cart. And I'm like, well, we're not going to get them now. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's move on, guys. Uh, last week's trivia question. Where, did any of you guys uh, get that when you listened to it? I did not. It was kind of an obscure one. I've never seen this. Uh, the answer to the to the uh, movie, and guys, I've never seen this before. It was called Moon Pilot. Uh, it was released in 1962, and it's uh, essentially it's about a guy who. Um, well, I'll hear. It's um, after a chimp successfully orbits the moon, the space race against time to get uh, you know somebody up in space. And then um, this, uh, I, I'm using the words quote because that's what it says, a beautiful spy appears. And um, essentially, she's not from this, this planet, but without any spoilers, guys, go ahead and check it out. It's called Moon Pilot, and it was released by Disney. Can you spoil a movie that's in 1962? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, but you've, you haven't seen I've it. I've never seen it. I've never even so heard of this. I don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah, right? don't. Don't. I might get around to this Mike, the next. I think Mike, you got a you got a Moon Pilot tattoo, don't you? That no, could no, no, be in the works. It's on the list. Could it's in the works. It's in the works. All right. Okay. Although not it's spoiled for me, but it's okay, okay, that's all right, guys. That's all right. All right, listen, before we move on, let me give a shout out to Delinda Katrina, who just got back from an amazing trip. Um, so I'm glad you're back in the game. Uh, Dan Hirschlein, uh, Rothchester, you got it as well. And Anchor Amy and Aria. You guys nailed it. Uh, Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, guys, here's your trivia question for this week. In the animated feature, Peter Pan, how do Peter and the Darling Children get to Neverland? So when you could text your answers to 317-WDW-DADS, 317-939-3237. You can also head over to www.DisneyDadsPodcast.com. There you can find links to all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I have really been throwing stuff up on Twitter, so go there. I've been starting to throw more stuff up on Instagram. And, uh, guys, I want to see you all on the Facebook group. We have an amazing group of people over there. Uh, But you can also get us at our email, DisneyDadsPodcast at gmail.com. All those fantastic ways to get a hold of us. And one more thing, if you want to do us a huge favor, head over to iTunes right now if you haven't done so. Leave us five stars if you like the show. That helps us grow the show and reach so many more uh, amazing Disney people out there. You know, Justin, talking about our amazing Facebook group, one of the things we like to do every week is talk about one of my favorite things, and that's Pictures of the Week. And we get our pictures from our Facebook group. So let's bring us to Pics of the Week. Pics of the Week. Pics of the Week. It's time for us to get our Pics of the Week. So, Jason, last week I gave Justin the first Pick of the Week. How about you go first this week? <laughs> Absolutely, and and there's there's two reasons why I'm doing this. Um, number one is uh, this guy never ceases to amaze the group, and number two, it was my birthday, and do I got to give some love to Scott Zobel? <laughs> the guy, I, I you know, I, I kept thinking he just had a generic sign, and he just walks around with a piece of paper, but, you know, I mean, this guy uh, it, it is a hilarious picture for those of you that don't belong to Facebook. Scott Zobel sitting on a bench in Magic Kingdom, right there on Main Street, and he says, "Happy birthday, Jason! Hope it's a coffee on a Magic Kingdom bench kind of day for you, Scott. Thank you so much for that. And uh, it, it actually, um, uh, you know, you sometimes you get those posts where you just get that 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 big smile, and if anybody's looking at you, they're always going to wonder what did you just look at. So it was really a genuine smile, buddy. Thank you so much for that. It it, it uh, really opened up my morning. So that's my pick of the week. Happy birthday to you, buddy, too." Yeah, it was a it was a good day. It was kind of um, it was low key, and uh, you know I'm not 
you know, I actually even have my Facebook. Um, you didn't have your date on there. I don't have my date on there. No, because you know it, it, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's, did, did your finger get tired scrolling so much trying to find the year? Just <laughs> <laughs> the spin, three spins. <laughs> no, hey, but you know, it's. Uh, I'll tell you what's interesting is I just turned forty-four, and uh, my whole life, um, forty-four has always been my lucky number. Hey. And uh, yeah, it just dawned on me the other day. I was like, you know what? I finally achieved my lucky. I hope it's like not a bad omen. I hope it's. I hope it's like not the number. This is like, it. This that's the one. it. This is it. This is like this is the magic number. Um, but yeah, it's always been so. Um, I, I, you know, I just went bored with that mindset that um, you know what kind of incredible things are going to happen this year. So I'm excited for it. We're excited for you, buddy. We're excited to be a part of part of your year. That's for sure. Hey, you know what? I'm opening it up with a cruise. Come on now. No doubt, right? Right. A cruise, and and you get to stare at Mike and I for long and time. speedos. Yeah. I am so Logan, excited. Logan, you really want to? <laughs> so excited for it. Mike, go ahead, buddy. You go ahead. All right, thank you, man. I'm gonna go with uh, one of the members of our group, and it's not just one particular picture. It was the entire trip, and I mean, he brought us on every day, showed us some amazing stuff. And Brian Smalley just had an amazing Disneyland v- uh, vacation. Uh, they celebrated his daughter's birthday, so happy to birthday to her. And uh, man, I I looked forward to your pictures every day. I obviously haven't been to Disneyland yet. I know Justin, you have. Uh, Jason, you went a long time ago, and it was really nice to be able to see all those pictures. Man, it was great. I really enjoyed your uh, your pictures, your posts, and your stories each day. And uh, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah, talk about uh, talk about probably a never dull moment in that guy's life having twins, twins, and taking them to Disneyland for their birthdays. That was super neat. And you're right, he did. Take us on this journey. There's no, the guy didn't leave anything unturned, Mike. What a great picture. And a happy belated birthday to the girls, too, by the way. 100% happy birthday. Uh, my, my, up, my turn? All right. My pick of the week this week is Katricia Taylor. And uh, I love this picture because there's so many times that, you know, we can't be in the parks and you want to keep Disney in your own way. And she says, so tonight our team, Pixie Chicks, great name, tied for third place out of 44 teams at Disney Trivia Night. And they dressed up and they had their Disney shirts and they were just all things Disney. Uh, absolutely 44? awesome. 44? Oh, 44 teams. Huh? Look at this. I'm telling you. I'm <laughs> Hold telling on a second you guys. here. There's, dude, it's like a Twilight Zone here. I, um, I just said it's Twilight Zone, but I almost did the Jeopardy theme. I don't know why, but it's okay. I would have loved that if yeah. you would have. No, no, no. Yeah. If you would have done no, that. No, the Jeopardy, not Jefferson's. Oh, I thought you said. <laughs> <laughs> I could anyway. have you said. No, are okay. you sure it's not Jefferson's? Yeah. Are we sure that, uh, are we sure that 44 is the lucky number? Um, Anyway, but yeah, that's that is my pick. But I'm gonna jump in real quick uh, for a um, shout out here, an honorable, honorable mention. Um, Amy Willoughby, uh, she says hi everyone. I just want to give a little recap after after hours. It was amazing, and they put up pictures. Uh, really, really great. I'm glad you guys had a great time, and you were able to attend that. And uh, absolutely love the story, love the pictures. Hey, hey, how about, before we move on, how about uh, how about Derek um, Pitzer's uh, video reveal with his son? Did you see that? Oh yeah, very that was cool. very cool. Very very fun. I love those. And there was one more birthday shout out I wanted to give, and that's to Crystal Lynn Lee Pollitz. Um, had the uh, the boys and their uh, five whole handful, whole handful old, and right there uh, on Main Street. So happy happy birthday to you guys too. Hey, you know what I'm excited for? What's that? When this episode drops, you know what else is going to be dropping? 
The Rope on Disneyland Ooh. California's Star right? Wars. Man. I can't Preacher believe it's brother. here. I know. Already? Isn't it awesome? What are you excited about? I mean, what's what's the one thing you're like, I cannot wait to see this? The crowds. I can't <laughs> wait to see everybody tweeting the pictures of the crowds. That's what I'm most excited about. Yep. The wait times, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike, Come what about on, you, guys. buddy? Is, is there an app to check the wait times in, in yeah. Disneyland? Oh, yeah. The Disneyland yeah. app. Yeah, you can check them. Yeah, and yep. oh, I gotta I gotta download that. I don't have that. And my, they uh, do have the Disneyland. Um, they have Galaxy's Edge already updated on that app, so uh, you can go ahead and and zoom in and have a little fun with that. Guys, I'm really excited about this. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna be on the you know the live streams, the YouTube, some of the, the blogger people. I really want to see their initial reaction when they walk in. You know how overwhelmed they are, the are, and and how it, just the overall ambiance of that area is gonna be. I can't wait. Can I tell you, well, the one thing I've taken away in this past week from pictures coming out of Disneyland is the staffing for with cast members that they have. Incredible. Incredible. There it are fills going, up the whole land. It's unbelievable. They're going to have staffing everywhere. I mean, there are going to be people everywhere. And I love it that Disney is going with citizens I love it. of... I mean, they're actually calling them the citizens of that area, yeah. and I, I think that is so fun. Did you guys get a chance to see the um, the cast member reveals where they were saying that you guys were hired I did for the, see that. this position? Yeah, the how videos. How fun was that? And that just shows how excited the cast members were to be a part of this, you know? So that was pretty magical, too. Mike, putting aside the Disneyland one that's just getting ready to drop, let's talk Disney World, because that's probably the first one you're going to go to, right? Mm-hmm. What yep. are you most excited about? I mean, if there is just one thing, I mean, is it just the overall feel that you're there? Is it one of the attractions that's being built? I mean, what what are you feeling? I want to see how they push the technology when it comes to the rides and to the area itself. Uh, I was blown away with Pandora. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of the movie yep. at all, and I love that area. I love it at night. I love the ride. I love you know the flight of passage ride is amazing. Um, I think they did a, a fantastic job. That really sets the bar for me for Star Wars. So if they even come close to that with Star Wars, with a movie mm-hmm. and a franchise that I absolutely love, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna feel like a kid again. You know, I'm, I'm gonna wish I was 12, at, you know, and Disney, you know, Disney World, and enjoying this moment because anything and everything when I was a kid was about Star mm-hmm. Wars. Whether it was my lunchbox or whether it was the, the toys that I played with, whether whatever I could get my hands on, if it said Star Wars, that was it. So. Um, for the generation of kids that are that were my age that are enjoying it now, I, I can't wait to see how excited they are as well too. I think taking it in and 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 sitting there next to the Millennium Falcon is um is you know that is to me the most iconic ship ever in the history of cinema, and uh, that to me was represents everything that that I loved in Star Wars. You got the rebel, you've got the you know, but you got the good guy. You have you know someone who's fearless. You know, you got these are this is the epitome of everything that um, you know that I felt in my heart. So that's going to be uh, and they've done such a good job with it, guys. The pictures of this thing just looks it, it looks incredible, and that's where I can't wait to just stand there and just look at that and and feel this area. People that aren't Star Wars fans are kind of like you and I, Mike, um, were with Pandora, where I'm not an Avatar fan. I wasn't a fan. I'm not a fan of that that franchise, and this place is incredible. So um, yeah, I'm I'm really stoked for this, guys. I'm really excited. Talking about Walt Disney World, I'm really excited when it opens 
to see the wait times for Slinky Dog. <laughs> for the first time, they might be under an the hour. Park. I know. It's going to be so interesting. No, but, but seriously, when you talk about expansions, I think they've stepped their game up every time they've done it. You know, mm-hmm. you look at Fan- New Fantasyland, you look at um, Pandora, you look at Toy Story, and now you look at Star Wars, and it's just really amazing that they are oh, transporting shit. you. I just hope logistically they didn't mess up by making a fifth gate oh, without making me, it yeah. a fifth gate. I'm I'm really I don't know, guys. I mean, I don't know. Is this gonna how how weird would it be to go to Hollywood Studios and everybody's trying to get into um, Galaxy's Edge and then everything else is just dead? You know? <laughs> do you feel like Hollywood Studios? This is something we've talked about before. Do you mm-hmm. feel like Hollywood Studios is getting back to its original? Um, kind of meaning and, and what it is as a park now that it's going no. movie-based? No, I don't. I mm-hmm. don't think so. I, in mm-hmm. fact, I think, honestly, with everything that's going on, especially with Epcot and the, Galax- and the um, Galaxies, um, Guardians. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ride, and I really honestly think that uh, Disney as a whole is kind of losing touch with the whole direction of where they're going. Is it just going I IP central? Yeah, they're just going. Yeah. They're just grabbing the IPs and, and just shoving them in the pockets of everywhere. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with all this. But at least with Hollywood Studios, it fits with the movies. You know, I mean, they they are all based on movies, so that fits more than at Epcot. Guardians doesn't belong at Epcot. It doesn't make any okay, sense. Okay, I, I I see what you you're see saying. what I'm saying. Um, it, yeah, no, I I would yeah probably I would agree. I would think maybe going forward, anything that's ever going to be built at Hollywood Studios would be movie based. Um, as in um, uh, franchise-based, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like you got Toy Story Land, you got Galaxy's Edge. What's next? Right. What can they possibly build? And that's why I, I would really like Disney to pull away from these live actions and start sticking R&D into uh, creating new new genres, you know? Create a new um, something that's as big as Toy Story, you know? Um, start coming together with these these new um, new ideas and getting some fresh stuff in there and fresh actors, and fresh voices, and and start you know spearheading in different directions, you know, because I don't know, I, I, how, how much how much can we just pull from this area and and continue to um, to build on it before it just gets old? Does, you know what I'm saying? How long do you think Launch Bay is going to end up in that spot? Do you think that's going to get shut down and put somewhere else? It doesn't really make sense there. I mean, yeah, the way it is now, yeah, it I mean, it's unless they open up like a back path or something, I. You would think they'd have to move it. It's just kind of, I don't know. It's just a weird spot for it. And then what do you what do you theme in that area? I mean, what, what could you? I mean, what do you put there? Well, and shot? I know it's based on where everything's located, but I think when they took the backlot tour away, it stripped Hollywood Studios of its true identity. Yes, a hundred percent. What about a backlots museum? That's there? Ju- that's all it needs, where you can just see like and and have. People there that give, you know, talks. I mean, they have Mm -hmm. movies that play that show, like, 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there of different Mm -hmm. things. Have a person that you're just hiring that just tells you, hey, when we're filming this sort of shot, this is what we're looking at. And it's what it's all that's doing is inspiring kids to maybe be that next director, maybe be those, you know, that next uh, um, Imagineer that, you know, is really just giving them like, mom, wow, when I, I want to, I want to do that. I want to be able to film movies or, or write movies or, you know, create these attractions. So I don't know. I think that's the one place where they've lost me. That backlot tour, I remember as a kid going through there and seeing all that was just amazing to me with everything they had. 
you know, when you start talking Pixar and uh, making a Pixar movie, like, for example, there's that one scene in Toy Story 3 where it took, like, three days to process this little, little like, eight or ten second mm-hmm. segments of this, right? Because it took so much processing power because of the animation style, right? Uh, how, how neat would it be to be able to have these kids go in there and, um, you know, work with 3D models, work with, uh, you know, Pixar software just to see how this works. How, how do I turn this into a movie? What needs to happen? What is it like to do a voice? You know, have a mic up there where Woody's up there and you can, you know, you can say a line from it. And it's actually your voice m- matched with Woody. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that to uh, get those juices flowing for these guys. And, and I think that's one thing that, that Disney's kind of losing touch with uh, with some of that stuff is let's inspire the youth to be better and 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 bigger than um than than what their dreams are you know let's plant their dream you know let's let's feed their dreams so they can be bigger well let me mike let me ask you this you talked about star tours and its location right next to that um is or pretty close to that is indiana jones another massive building it's been there a long time uh jason i know you're a huge indiana jones fan i think it's your favorite movie of all time right Uh, it is in my top five yes um I mean, you're looking, they could clear that area and they, they could have that whole area too to add something to that park. I, I just, there's a lot of places, and I know they can only do so much at once. If you were going to take one thing away and replace it with something at Hollywood Studios, and Mike, this is completely kind of, kind of flip-flopping the, you know, our episode here, but what would you, what's your idea? What would you do? With taking out Indiana Jones? Yeah, well, it doesn't have to be Indiana Jones. I mean, you're talking about the rest of the park. Right now, that park is solely based on Tower of Terror, Fantasmic, and then I'm going to say Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge. Well, I, I think it's having an identity crisis, and I think it needs to figure out what it wants to be and what direction it wants to go. And then from from that point forward, saying I guess I, I guess it's going to depend upon what the success of Star Wars is and how that takes off. You know, um, Harry Potter really put a dent in in D- Disney when yeah, they opened up time. that in Universal. Yeah. And I think and I think they're going for that particular type of you know massive crowd. The, the you know the, the potheads go to you know the, the the Harry Potter pothead fans go to Universal just for you know just for that because that's what they're about. They're not a, they're not theme park people, and I think they're trying to grab that crowd of the Star Wars crowd. And I think that depending upon how that goes is what they're going to go the direction of the park. I'd like to see them go more movie based. I like the uh, no matter what the movie is, I like the uh, Indiana Jones stunt show because I like the whole you know the actor showing the cut the this it takes the stuntman. I no matter what the theme is or whatever movie it is, I enjoy that part of the you know behind the scenes part of the movie. So I wouldn't care what kind of movie it was, but I definitely think if they're gonna stick with a movie type theme, they need to get back to more of that. Especially that would be a good place to rehab that and do that in that area. Mark my words within five years. Indiana Jones will not be there. I don't think so either, buddy. I think that I don't know if it'll be five years because I think the next place that's just going to get completely because you got to think, man, Launch Bay gone. Well, I don't think it's going to be maybe gone in five years, but it will be on the chopping yeah, block yeah, yeah. within five years. I think that whole animation that is, courtyard is getting completely refurbed in that area. Well, is the Muppets going to be sandwiched between between Star Tours? And it is the right Galaxy's now. Edgeland? Is is now is that going to stay? Or are they going to have you know you going from Star Tours to you know the Muppets to? Well, Galaxy that's why I'm wondering: Edge? are they going to put up walls and just have a back a back way into Star Tours? You know what I mean? But I haven't seen that yet, and it's opening in you know a few months, so it's going to be right. interesting. There's a lot of those those little things that 
you know, maybe a lot of people don't think about. They just are thinking, wow, Galaxy's Edge. But with keeping with the theming of the land, yeah, I mean, are we going Kermit going, you know, like I can't do the voice, but. (laughs) They're going to build a Star Wars themed roller coaster back in that area. And that's going to that's going to tie Galaxy's Edge and that backlot area together. You heard it here first. I'm telling you, I'm telling you it's going to happen. All right, guys, listen, um, what else do we got to do here before we can get these fine people out for their weekend? I like episodes like this where we literally just go all over the place. You don't know where we're going next because we don't know where we're going next. They're a lot of fun, <laughs> and uh, I, I enjoy this. But, yeah, guys, it's, it's, it's a good time. You know, one of the most important things that I want to get to before we close out is, you know, we're recording here a little bit late. It's Saturday night, but the most important thing is we have a three-day weekend, and the important part about that three-day weekend, it's Memorial Day. And, um, you know, it's about barbecues and it's the summertime, but it's more importantly, it's about, you know, the military people that have given their lives for our country, for us to have the kind of way of life we have. And, uh, you know, we, we, we acknowledge that and we appreciate that. And, Justin, you have a voicemail you want to play? Yeah, Mike, this comes uh, from our, our great friend Shane, and he wanted to uh, to dedicate this. Hey, this is Shane Prucher. For all my fellow service members and families and friends that have lost loved ones, happy Memorial Day. We'll never forget. For those that have gave the ultimate price for us, we say thank you, and we'll live our lives in such a way to honor your memory. Everyone, have a wonderful weekend. Be safe and keep it Disney. Thanks so much. Uh, Shane's uh, an incredible friend of the show, a good friend of mine. Uh, what a what a an upstanding upstanding person who is uh, active duty as we speak. He, I couldn't have said it any better. Shane, thank you for that. Um, I think I, I would just like to name drop one thing. I would like to name drop Sergeant Graham, a good friend of mine. He was killed in combat in Afghanistan. I would like to dedicate my time to you, uh, my good friend, and uh, rest easy. And uh, what an important holiday, guys. I don't want to end on a bad note because it's a, it is, believe it or not, it is, um, it is an honor to, uh, to even speak the names and to get voicemails like that because uh, freedom is not free, and uh, that's all I got to say about that. Yep, everybody, I, we absolutely love our service members and um, those who have given the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, guys, I want to say thank you to you two for... Um, giving up your Saturday nights. I know it's, you know, you both have family and, and probably things, you know, you wanted to do this weekend, but I was feeling a little under the weather and, and you guys said no problem and, and did this. So I want to thank you guys. And, uh, I'm really, really, I know we've joked about it and we've laughed about it, but I'm really looking forward to seeing you two, um, here, here coming up in July and spending time with you guys face to face and not looking at you through this, uh, through this computer monitor here. Uh, but to be, be together and, and really spend some time as a brother. So really looking forward to that. And uh, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks, buddy. Good night. Good night, guys. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream. A heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder. And that is a wrap.
This has been YDF Media Productions.